Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hi, everybody, and welcome into the inaugural episode of a brand new podcast for Buffalo Bills fans everywhere, and that is It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. I feel like it's always game day. (laughs) Sal Capaccio here with my co-host, Matt Bove, Sports Director, Channel 7, WKBW in Buffalo. Super excited, Matt. Great to be with you. We've known each other for a long time. This is going to be a pretty cool adventure we're going to be on. A couple Italian guys talking about the Bills. It doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> I but love it. I love the, it. You know, man. the wheels have been going for this for a little while. We've yep. been talking about getting started. So it's nice to finally, you know, begin because we are getting closer to football, and that's exciting. You know, the NFL has, has it figured out, right? They get us talking about everything at all times. And it was obviously the playoffs and Super Bowl, and as soon as that – we're going to combine and pro days and things like that. And as soon as that happens, it's free agency. And then when that it's over, it's the draft. And then, of course, it's the schedule release. It is amazing, Matt, <laughs> how they have made the schedule release into a week-long, if not more, must-see TV, the clues. It's, it's like playing a game and putting the puzzle together. It is embarrassing how excited <laughs> I get for just the schedule. I think I'm more excited about the schedule than I am about the draft, than I am about uh, free agency. Right. Like I listened to your Mike North podcast like twice through. I was just like, I want to get all of this. I want to know what's going to happen with this schedule because it has such a direct impact on not only fans' lives, but also on our lives professionally we're going to these games. and yeah, personally absolutely. right 100%. so I mean you travel with the team mm-hmm. the, the games I should say you travel you cover the games I travel and cover the games we want to know where we're going and what cities we're going to be there who we can meet up with what we're going to do yeah I have a sneaky feeling you're going to be getting in some golf to the, uh, this year too, Matt. My hope, so we <laughs> talked a lot about the Los Angeles Rams game, and yes. I think for a while we've known that it was probably going to be the season opener, and as that started to become more and more apparent, I started to figure out, okay, how do I get to Los Angeles but give myself time to at least get two rounds of golf in? Yes. So I think what I'm going to do is I think after the game on fr- on Thursday night, on Friday, I'm going to drive to San Diego, oh, and I'm going to try and do Torrey Pines. Wow. Because I'm already down there. So it's just a two-hour drive. That's Phil's, Phil's course, right? That's his home course. Yeah, that's right, right? there. That's his exactly. Home course, yeah. So there's the south and there's the north. Yeah. The south course is the famous one. The north course is obviously beautiful as well. So, I mean, if I'm already there, like that's what I feel like the play is. So here's our dilemma. My son Max, who's eight years old, really, really, really wants to go to SoFi Stadium. Yeah. It's in his second week of fourth grade, basically. That's tough, I know. But we might bite the bullet and say, when are we going to be go to the Dodgers game the day before that? Exactly. You know, hang out for a few days, and, Disneyland, and Anaheim. And by the way, the Padres play Friday night. So if you drive oh, down to San Diego to play Torrey Pines on Friday, <laughs> this is not just what I'm doing. Like, hey, Bills fans, if you want to make yes. this trip, do yes. it. I'll be hitting balls into you all day at the golf course. And then that night, go see the Padres play. The Padres play the Dodgers on Friday night. That's amazing. And the day before that, if people are going to go out to L.A., 
The Dodgers played home in the afternoon, and the Angels played home in the afternoon. Both of them. You have a, a lot of choices to do it. And, of course, we are talking about the, first, the Los Angeles Rams, the Buffalo Bills. When the schedule came out, when it was released, a little bit before that, as you alluded to, we kind of knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the meat of the entire schedule, but what does it say to you about this football team being selected in this spot? That the Buffalo Bills are must-see TV, yeah. and everybody wants a piece of Josh Allen. In every way the NFL could put this guy on the big stage, they did it. With the opener, with all the primetime games they're getting, with Thanksgiving, obviously this year with games falling on Christmas Eve, Josh Allen has become the guy to watch, and why not put him on the biggest stage? I mean, the season opener and the Thanksgiving games are the games that, you know, get the biggest ratings that everybody's watching. So that's what it tells me. It tells me that the Buffalo Bills are the team that every network wants a piece of and that fans want a piece of. Yeah, they're going to be on all of them, right? NBC, Mm -hmm. uh, CBS, obviously, ESPN, Monday Night Football. Sunday Night Football, not only the opener. It's a Thursday game, but it's counted like a Sunday game, basically, for network purposes. And then, of course, Green Bay coming to town for another Sunday night game. You're right about that. Josh Allen is hot. I remember the Super Bowl week, Matt, thinking about, and I talked about it on the radio, which is everywhere you looked, he was on a podcast, he was on a video cast, he was at awards ceremonies. I mean, come on, the whole thing about when he was at the the ESPYs, was it? And they were, um, or the the awards, awards, NFL awards, honors. And uh, the whole coin toss thing, like, it's not just that everybody wants a piece of him, which is right. He also is great at it. Oh, oh, he's so good at it. And this is a crazy argument to make, but I'm willing to go there. This might have been better for Josh Allen, the star, the way last season ended right. in that heartbreaking fashion, that if they won like a ho-hum 21-14 to 14 defensive battle and then went on to lose the next week. Like the way that his season ended and basically everybody on the planet who watches football thinking to themselves – they would have won if he got the ball back. And because he didn't, I feel like there's even that extra intrigue to it. Everybody wants Josh Allen and the fantasy football aspect of it, too. Josh Allen has become the biggest name for a quarterback in fantasy football. So you're going to have owners from all around the country who play fantasy football. And now that legalized sports betting is a thing here all over the place, too. Like, he's just, he's reached that status. There are a few stars brighter than Josh Allen. He wasn't able to be Hollywood for Super Bowl week because of not being in the game, but he certainly still was. Yeah. And now they get to bring him back to Hollywood for the opener. I'm interested in what the concerts are going to be like that leading mm-hmm. up. They're going to have these kickoff specials, the halftime shows. They're going to make this a production. It's going to be a lot about Josh Allen. A return of Von Miller yeah. to L.A. is a big deal in this spot here. Aaron Donald on the other side. Matthew Stafford, that's going to be big. And then right after that, the Bills come back home on another night game against the Tennessee Titans. The place is going to be rocking. And by the way, 7.15 p.m. start. I love this, Matt. I love the fact that it's 7.15 p.m. We can get home by midnight, maybe. (laughs) I mean, maybe not you and I because of our jobs. But fans can. People can. I'm even thinking about Max going to the game at 7.15 p.m. Mm -hmm. on a a night, even though it's a school night. Hey, that's a great experience. So, yes, you're right about that. But here's the only issue I have. And if you're talking about competitive standpoint, boy, those first seven games, we're talking about six, a bye week in Green Bay. The Bills are running the gauntlet, Matt, and they're going to be tested early. So we look at the seven games, and I very much agree with you because that's the part in the schedule that is really, really daunting. This team is good enough to be able to get through it, and they're probably going to get through it. What's the number of wins you would say right now they would be happy with? Is like five and two, I feel five like, and two is, is probably good. the think, best case scenario. I think five and two is okay, we're good. 100%. I think if you go to four and three, I'd be disappointed. I think a lot of fans would, mm-hmm. but you'd have to keep the big picture in mind. But I think if they go four and three, we're all going, ah, mm-hmm. where are we right if here? If they go four and three out of the gate, and once again, we've got a long way to go until we get to this point, to that point. If they go four and three out of the gate, they're still 
one of the best teams in the AFC. They just right. might not be the top seed in the AFC, and I feel like that's probably the bar this year. It was the bar last year too, and then you know they had their lull in the middle of the season. I feel like four and three is the baseline. I think five and two fans would be happy with. The team would probably be happy with it. But the funny thing is, they're capable of going seven and zero. They're not going to. They're going to lose games here and there. We saw it happen last year with Jacksonville and all the weird stuff that happened. But. I mean, they're favored in every single one of those games except the Rams game, and I think that line has even moved. I think it's like maybe one, one and a half, That's and it could I mean. be even it could even be a pick by the time it gets there. Maybe the Bills gets tilted in their favor. We know a lot of money's coming on the Bills. They're the Super Bowl favorite right now. You look at those games. The one thing that stands out about those first six games before the bye, the Rams are the only NFC opponent. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, look, I'll say it from this standpoint. Last year, they lose to the Steelers in the opener, and you're always chasing it. They were mm-hmm. chasing, and it wasn't the Steelers who they were chasing at the end, but they were chasing because of the AFC record. It wasn't that great all year. If you drop one to the Rams, worst-case scenario, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It is not fatal. You have five more AFC games coming up before the Packers come to town on Sunday night, but you can recover from that. This is, this is why I like this game as an opener, too, and you get your longest road trip out of the way early. Mm-hmm. From a standings perspective, it's the least impactful game of the first That's six. right. From a national perspective, it's probably the most, most important game because you can really set the tone for your entire season. But I agree with you. You get that Los Angeles road trip out of the way, and because it's a Thursday game, you have a really big window before your home opener. Like You have four extra days of rest on the Titans than they have because now they also have to fly to Buffalo. So they're going to fly to Buffalo right. on Sunday for the Monday night game. You're going to be back in Buffalo by Friday. You're going to get the rest of that weekend off. We're going to get the rest of that weekend yeah. off. And You're going to be playing Tory Pines. Exactly. And then they go back to work, but they're going to have that extra time too. So I think that's an added little bonus there, especially given how the rest of the schedule plays out. So you look at these teams that they're playing early on. Let's just focus on those first six games before mm-hmm. we get to the bye week, which will be the week of October 23rd will be that Sunday that the Bills are not playing. Uh, the first game that was announced of the season was the home game against the Tennessee Titans. Matt, this is a team, a Tennessee team, that has beaten the Bills two times in the last yeah. two years. And let's remember, they did beat the Bills, the Rams, and the Chiefs last year. Mm-hmm. I do not think they were a they were a fluke as a number one seed. They were kind of a paper tiger when it was all said mm-hmm. and done. But this is a team that the Bills need to beat, they want to beat, and at home, Monday night football, as your home opener, how cool is this going to be? I think it's going to be very cool. I think the Bills are a better team than the Titans. I think the Bills are a much better team than the Titans. And I think back to that Monday night game that they lost last year. You know, They made the right call by going for it, whether Josh right. slipped or not, whatever. They don't, they don't get it done. But in the second half of that game, A.J. Brown torched them. They yeah. did not have an answer for A.J. Brown. They don't have him anymore. So now, if you put all of your focus in on stopping Derrick Henry, and I know he's healthy, but they put so many resources into the defensive line this year. I think the rush defense is going to be better this year than it was last year. And if you can contain Derrick Henry, not stop him, if you can contain Derrick Henry, Sean McDermott historically has done a pretty good job against Ryan Tannehill, and the Bills have done a great job against Ryan Tannehill in Buffalo. I don't think he's ever won in Buffalo, right? He has never. He's 0-5. So, never played here as a member of the Titans. Only, yes, only, only as a with, Dolphin, mm-hmm. and that matters, but he's still he's 0-5, and, and he has a less than 59% completion percentage. He's just He has not thrown the ball very well. Lots of interceptions compared to touchdowns. I agree with you. I think that's a tough spot for Tennessee to come to Buffalo. The team that people are really picking around the country to maybe rise up a little bit, even challenge for the second spot in the AFC in a playoff spot is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. The Bills will go down there again in September, Matt. We keep going down to Miami <laughs> when it's 90 degrees down there at Hard Rock Stadium. That kills you. You want oh to be down gosh. there in December or January. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do for sure. I want to be in L.A. and down there in Miami. But 
On the field itself, the Bills have taken care of business, though. They've done it. I mean, even last year, they lose the opener to the Steelers. They go down right away, and people are talking about, oh, what if they go in two? wasn't even a threat. They basically just went out there, mm-hmm. and they they hammered Miami. Now, granted, they knocked Tua out of the game early. That's the key for me. I don't think Tua uh, is necessarily the guy that's – he's got to get a lot better than what he's shown, basically, despite the fact that they actually have improved the roster greatly. Yeah, I think Miami's a sneaky team this year. I think they're right on the fringe of being a playoff team, and I think if Tua is average, they probably get there. But I still need Tua to prove to me that he can be an average NFL quarterback. So I think the Dolphins are going to be a bigger threat to the Bills this year than they have the last couple years, but I don't think they're there quite yet. Like, the Bills, I think, should win these games against Miami, but maybe it's not by 35, maybe it's by a touchdown or by 10 points or something like that. We'll get to the uh, Patriots in a moment, but the Ravens are up uh, in early October, and I think they're a very interesting team. All the injuries they get, they're getting guys back. Lamar Jackson, you know, there was a bit of a rumor it was going to be Lamar and Josh on Thanksgiving. We know that's not true, but I think that's also kind of a must-see game, even though it's a Sunday at 1 o'clock game. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, that's a sneaky team in the AFC that you got to take care of business with early. I don't think anybody is talking about the Ravens enough, and I think they might be the biggest question mark in the NFL from the standpoint of if they're healthy and Lamar Jackson does what Lamar Jackson is capable of doing, I think they're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Now, my one pause is I don't know who he's throwing to out wide. (laughs) He's got Mark Andrews. He'll get Dobbins back this year. They'll have more help. They still don't really have any wide receivers, so i got to figure that out. But that team... Their defenses, we know their defense is going to be good. We know Lamar Jackson is going to be dynamic, and it's in Baltimore. I think you could make the argument that that's the second hardest game out of the first seven that they play. I really They traded away, of course, Marquise Brown, who would have been one of those receivers. He gets traded to Arizona on draft day. I I would make the contention all year last year that that if the Bills played the Steelers basically any time after week one, they probably would have won the game. Mm -hmm. The Steelers had a great game plan. The Bills had to adjust what they were doing. That's what week one is for, kind of feeling each other out. They do get them in week five this year, and it's all going to be, okay, here's the question. I'm putting you on the spot. Who starts at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers week five against the Buffalo Bills? Mitch Trubisky starts. Ooh, over Kenny Pickett. I I think that it's going to be a slow play with Kenny Pickett, or at least I think it should be. I understand that where he was drafted, first-round quarterback, you want to get those guys in right away. I think Pittsburgh is still a team that will be in the conversation as the year goes on. I don't think they're going to be a great team, but I think they're going to be around 500, and that's why I think at that point in the season, they're probably still sticking with Mitch to see what exactly they are, and then if it does ever get off the rails, then they'll pull him out and they'll put Pickett in. So I think that'll be a Mitch Trubisky homecoming game. And they have Mike Tomlin as head coach. I mean, you can never count on a team with Mike Tomlin as your head coach. A rematch with Kansas City comes up right before the bye. I think it's a great spot to have right before the bye. The Bills can kind of let it all hang out in Kansas City, as they have by the way, uh, recently. Remember last year in the regular season, on a Sunday night, they did a great job, and of course they were 13 seconds away from beating the Chiefs in the AFC playoffs last year. Were you surprised this was not a primetime game? I mean, obviously CBS protected it Mm -hmm. when it's all said and done, but when you were thinking about the schedule, did you say to yourself, because I did, that that's going to be a primetime game somewhere? I did, but I can also very much understand why CBS yes. was like, do not touch this game. This is our game. We've gotten bumped from this game in the past. Like, we want this. So I right. understand. And the 420, I mean, 
the entire country is going to be, unless your team is playing at 4.05 or 4.15 at the exact same time, everybody around the country is going to be watching this game. It's going to have Romo and Nance. It's going to have that big-time feel. And it's going to be, obviously, an incredibly tough test for the Bills. I'm interested in Kansas City this year because I know they lose Tyreek Hill, but it looks like they've made some moves on defense. I know Matthew left, too. But they've made some moves on defense that are going to make them a little bit more balanced. And I like the additions of Valdez-Scantling and Juju. I think those are both good players, and I think good players in that offense with Patrick Mahomes could elevate themselves to be great players. So here are the other two games opposite them that week. You ready? Mm-hmm. I got it. I got the schedule for you. It, when the Bills are playing at 425, you'll have two 405 kickoff games going right. on. So we know the Bills are on the national stage here, but Cardinals, Seahawks, yeah. Panthers, Rams. No. Yeah. I don't think anybody's tuning into those games no. unless you're diehard fan favorite of those teams. That's not even a game if you're in a different <laughs> if you're in a different part of the country. You're not even watching Red Zone at that point in the day. Right. You're just watching the Bills versus the Chiefs. You don't really care about the other ones unless you're specifically a fan of one of those four teams. You're watching Allen against Mahomes, and that takes us up through the first six and the bye week.